Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to Zorkcast. The title of today's episode is, What is Dynamic Pricing? In a general sense, dynamic pricing is also referred to as surge pricing or demand pricing or time-based pricing, and it is a pricing strategy in which businesses set flexible prices for products or services based on the current market demands. Now, everybody is quite familiar with dynamic pricing. Airlines do this all of all the time and hotels do this. That's why weight rates fluctuate wildly for specific dates or itineraries, and that's because they're base, basing the pricing on demand. Now, another topic with regard to Pricing, which will probably be uh, another topic of another Zorkcast, is dynamic award pricing, especially for hotel and airline loyalty programs. So we're very used to the dynamic pricing that, say, an airline has because that's when, you know, in an off-peak period, maybe your airline ticket will cost $170, but during a peak period or purchasing the ticket a few days before, that same ticket will cost you $700. So we're, we're pretty familiar with that. The idea of dynamic pricing for award programs is relatively new. Most award programs used to be very, very simple. In other words, taking the most simplistic kind of example, when you used to need 25,000 miles for a U.S. domestic round trip for an airline award program, that was that was pretty cool because if you could redeem 25,000 miles for a ticket that would cost you $600, you were getting $600 of value for 25,000 miles. Now, with more dynamic award pricing, with airlines like Delta are doing this, for example, perhaps they'll offer you the 25,000-mile award ticket, but that's when the revenue tickets are only $165. So now that 25,000 miles is only getting you $165 worth of value. And you know, this wasn't. I'll I'll do another Zorkast on this because I think that award it's dynamic pricing is very interesting for awards, and how it is aligned with revenue pricing is also very interesting. But back to this, the topic of what is dynamic pricing, and we see hotels do this. New Year's Eve in Las Vegas is going to be much more expensive than your hotel rooms. You know, right after New Year's Eve, like midweek. Or, you know, whereas a certain hotel at the airport might be less expensive on the weekend because that airport hotel is not in use very much. It might be more expensive during a week. So we see this all the time with, with travel, with travel pricing, mostly with revenue travel now starting with award travel, but we don't see it in other places. And Jeff 
B, who's been on the show before quite a few times, brought up an interesting article, which he sent me, which basically has the concept of dynamic pricing at a restaurant. And in that article, it says that one of London's leading restaurants will today start pioneering a new pricing model based on the travel industry with different charges depending on the day of the week and time of booking. And of course, I'll put a link to this article in the show notes. So what's sort of interesting about that pricing model is, and I'm reading directly from the article, basically the new pricing model means that if you fancy lobster macaroni and cheese, you may pay $27.70 off peak instead of instead of the the usual price, which is higher than that. And that's the same, that's the same idea they were talking about a Russian uh, Ocetra caviar, where 20 grams could set you back 36 pounds off peak or 49 pounds during the peak time. And this is really interesting for a restaurant. Obviously, what they're trying to do is drive revenue during off-peak times, give people an incentive to come to that restaurant during off-peak times. And we've seen that before with certain incentives in restaurants like early bird specials where they'll have a special two-course or three-course menu if you dine before a certain hour but it's it's usually pretty simple it isn't it's you know they have a specific menu that's a dine before hour menu in europe a lot of times they also do set menu two course or three course and a lot of those are if you release the table by eight o'clock at night or eight thirty at night so that's the same idea as the early bird except in the european model many people dine in comparison and in a general sense, many people dine for a much longer period of time than they do in the States. So for many times uh, in the United States, they're not so worried about somebody occupying a table for more than an hour or an hour and 15 minutes, whereas in Europe, in Europe people often do. So on most of the European, quote, early bird specials, they'll say that you need to release the table by a specific time, and that's allowing a restaurant to basically seat another reservation. And Mr. Leo got really upset. But that's a it's, it's an interesting concept. Wow, he's really going crazy. Hold on one second. Leo, you okay? Yeah, I think he's okay. So whether it is absolutely amazing how much things disturb this dog sometimes, I, I literally believe that a, a leaflet was put into my mail slot in the door. And even though I have a no solicitation sign, for some reason, nobody reads that and it upsets Leo so much. So back to dynamic pricing now that we've had a little bit of a Leo interruption. It is really interesting to me, basically pegging different menu menu prices of different items based on a peak and off peak period. So that, that will be sort of neat. I haven't really gone deep into this, but obviously that makes menus sort of interesting for a restaurant. So my guess would be they would have to have a peak and off peak 
pricing menu, or if you went to a scenario where you were offering some type of tablet for the menu, you probably could change the prices even more dynamically. I'm just not sure how far you would like to you would go want to go with that or how much it would disturb or make customers happy. I mean, my fear with these programs all the time, at least with dynamic pricing, is do you feel ripped off at a peak time? And I sort of feel that that could be more of the situation with a restaurant where if you went to that restaurant on a Tuesday at one o'clock, that same meal would cost you $30. But if you went on Saturday night, the $30 meal now costs you $55. I'm not sure if people are ready for that type of comparison of of prices yet, you know, between peak and off-peak times. We're definitely used to it with airlines and hotels. And many times, you know, we, we talk through our justifications, like that flight is at a much better time. I don't want to take a 6 a.m. flight. I want to take the 9 a.m. flight. Oh, that's a hotel room for New Year's Eve. That is a day that I really want to be away. I value paying more money for the room, you know, on New Year's Eve or during a holiday period. So not exactly sure how well or not well that is going to go with dynamic pricing in restaurants, but it's definitely interesting. Well, that is all for now, and I apologize for Mr. Leo being Mr. Crazy Leo today. Anyway, have a wonderful day, and until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.